Since there are no questions, I have gone and I have hit record, so it's official right now, Nikki. Woohoo! Bam! Hopefully we don't, you know, grow apart. But you'll just have to tear me to shreds in this crisis of faith we're about to have here, Nikki. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had several throughout the recording slash writing process. It's been a bumpy ride, to say the least. Okay, bumpy ride. I made some notes about that because I have to do my intro now so that people who are listening in or watching know who we are. Yeah. It's important. So, um, so here we go. I'm going to do my intro now. Right. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and well, I was going to say on my right-hand side is my right-hand man, Gabriel, but he's in school right now. Uh, it's my assistant engineer, so you know, Nikki, my assistant engineer, Gabriel, uh, my six-year-old son, but he's currently in school. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I used to do... Um I used to assist my dad back in the day. He's a studio producer, so um, I used to help him out back in the day. About the same age your son is right now. Wow. Cool. Child labor wrapping up cables. I mean, you got to start young. That's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Don't go near that mixing board, son. Uh, <laughs> sweet. So today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Sirach, who have, they have a new album called Crisis of Faith, which was released on January 22nd. I'm just going to say 2021 because, well, it feels good, even though this year is um, it's a little odd. Um, via Wormhole Death, and right now I'm being joined by Nikki to share some more information about what Sirach has got going on. So, Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely great to have you on. Uh, I enjoy, I was going to say I enjoy Finnish men with a sense of humor, but that almost sounded like I was looking for love. Well, you could be. I yeah, mean, could be. It's, it's, it's perfectly legal in both of our countries, you know. It, yes, it is. Very much. Very much so. <laughs> Fan-freaking-tastic. It'll be, be great. We'll go on a date. We'll get some slapped ears. You know? Oh yeah, sounds good. Got any got any Canadian cuisines? Because I'm I'm really interested in like international foods. That could be great. Yeah. Uh I guess because I'm Canadian I feel really embarrassed when I say this out loud, but like there's butter tarts. Uh, what the devil are butter tarts? Yeah. A, yeah. Uh do you know what pecan pie is? No. Okay. Do you know what sugar <laughs> pie is? I can imagine what it is, but I don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah, this is going to be difficult because in Europe you guys have tarts, but you don't really have pies. Um, I mean, well, it depends. Here in Finland we do a lot of blueberry pies. But, oh, okay. You know, like really traditional, really simple. But I think the uh, American – and by America I mean like the continent. American yeah. understanding of pies is like a lot more complex than ours. Yeah, very much so. So it is a sugar-based custard. Uh that is referred to as a butter tart, and it could have a tart shell or it could have a pie shell. It just kind of depends on the person's recipe. So that's something that we're known for, and poutine is also something that we're known for, which uh, lavishly is French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. Now, where I live, people don't really know what it's supposed to be like. Um, so you kind of have that issue across Canada where... If you're in French Canada, they nail it. They got it down. They invented it. Yeah. Uh, but out here where I am, people just think, oh, French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. Let's just slap it together. But it's it's an art. It's like it's like pizza. It only has a few ingredients, but you got to do those few ingredients right. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Canada, I think it's a crime that 
I, for example, I'm a I'm a big fan of some Canadian artists. Like uh, my brother is a huge Rush freak. I love Carly Rae Jepsen and uh, mm-hmm. the, the Birthday Massacre, stuff like that. But then again, nobody talks about Canada. It's all all, all USA. I personally right. hate that because I don't know anything about Canada except for the except for the fact that you guys kick our asses at hockey all the time. Mm-hmm. Just but. did recently too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I can I cuss here? Sure, go right ahead. Fuck Canada, <laughs> sir. Never been so offended in my life. Call oh me. no. Yeah, here's my number. Call me maybe. Uh, fantastic. It's a, it's a great yeah. song. It is a great song. Uh, fantastic song. I mean, song. Carly Rae's got like, she's, I mean, I've actually stolen a few tricks of hers here and there because she's got a wonderful sense of catchy pop songs. I mean, uh, being a mm-hmm. metal band, if you will, I mean, it's really great to like pick some of the ideas from like the uh, more radio friendly side of music and then put it that it, it, it makes music more interesting, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Now, that brings me to a very interesting question because you mentioned. Throwing, you threw some stuff out there that I would kind of expect you to throw out, you know, an interview <clears throat> like, you know, Rush, Birthday Massacre, and then you throw out Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, and I mean, lots of respect for her. One of my favorite ones is Avril Lavigne. Speaking of, uh, you know, Canadian Canadian pop stars who are actually incredibly talented and sometimes don't get that credit, but those of us who see I it, agree. yeah, definitely see it. And uh, so take us take us through that. Because uh, you you put you threw up metal band in quotes, so I guess my first question then is, what is metal to you? Is Ciroc then metal? And what went into crafting this album that we have here, Crisis of Faith? Oh boy, starting with the easy ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is metal to me? Um, I mean. It- here in Finland right now, we're going through a massive like melodic death metal boom or not so melodic death metal boom, like stuff like Mor Subita or um, uh, and then we get like a lot of thrash metal like Stamina, uh, Mokoma stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> like the uh, the thing we're doing or trying to emulate, or I, I consider us a bit of a revival band, like going back to the early 2000s goth movement, which was absolutely massive here in Finland back in the day. Like, for example, my uncle used to play in one of the bands, but in order to save his face, I won't I won't say which one it was. But <laughs> he would probably kill me because of that. He's really ashamed of some of this stuff. But anyway. Um, Wait a minute, you're an Ulu. That could be, that could narrow it down pretty quick. Yeah, but let's let's let let's okay. let's uh, let right. Google handle that, if you will. Sure. You, but you will find it. I can tell you. I can tell you. I uh, I can talk anymore. I can tell you that between each other, like later. But of course, of course, I wouldn't sentence you. Anyway, to such a thing. Um, I'm I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked here. Um, I think metal is a state of mind more than a genre because mm-hmm. rock and metal, especially here, tend to mix somewhat like it's really hard to say whether whether band x is rock or metal and some bands lean more towards rock and some bands lean lean more towards metal and i think it's more it's got more to do with image and attitude rather than actual music okay so carly ray jepson is she metal she's fucking metal man (laughs) carly She's a metal queen. Like, <laughs> I mean, have oh, you heard man. your type? That's heavy. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Now, that being said, and you mentioned that your dad was a studio producer and you've got family ties into 
Oh man, so many great uh, gothic metal bands that uh, came out of Finland at that time. Caron, Sentenced. For example, yeah. Uh, yeah, for example. So it almost seems like you've just, you know, this whole thing just, just grew out of you naturally. I'm trying to think of the words for it. Um, like like, the, like you, right knew what you, you knew what you were doing. I was born with a silver spoon up my ass when it comes to this thing, this shit. I mean, um, <clears throat> unfortunately, I can't help it. I, I've been trying to keep <laughs> a low profile about like being related to so many different artists, and I still am not trying to like. I'm not like trying to build my own reputation by their names, which is why I won't mention them. But I do respect my roots, and I think it's important to admit that, you know, it's a bit of a corrupt business, and having connections is very important. So, you know, mm-hmm. I will I won't spit the hand that feeds me. Mm-hmm. Hence the crisis of faith. It's a dirty business, but you want to get into it. Well, more or less. I mean. Between you and me, I'm not really good at anything else, but I always had a – I mean that's not a lie. I mean you should my, – my girlfriend always nags at me for being a menace, but <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I mean I always had a natural talent for and, – and I know it sounds like really pretentious to say that about yourself, but I always had a natural talent for music. I was really into guitars and melodies and yada, 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 and so, so it, it, it built over time. Like I was four or five when Razorblade Romance by him came out. It was a massive hit, an absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculously massive hit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there, I not there, but I was there in that time, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it was my first record, and I was like, "What the fuck is this noise? I love it!" Like the guitars, heavy guitars. And I wouldn't start playing yet, but I got my first guitar at eight, and I started messing around with it. Then. Naturally, as all children do, I got bored and threw it in the closet for a few years. And when I was 11, I finally got bitten by the music bug, like completely, and hadn't looked back since. So I gotta look up what year that came out. I think I was in junior high or high school. I think it was 2000 or 99. Depends on the country. Okay, high school for me. Yeah, Razorblade Romance. There it is, 97 to 2000, depending on what country you were in. And yeah, so I would have been in high school. Yeah, it was like I was personally like just a toddler back in the day, but mm-hmm. it was something. Uh, I mean, you know, I come from a musical family. We always had like records playing all the time, thanks to my dad's profession. And my mom used to be really into music too. Like she liked to play the piano and the guitar and stuff like that. So, okay, so was this an inside production? Like you're like, Dad, I want to make a record, and he was like. Let's do it, son. And <laughs> no way, no way. We had to pay for every penny because you know recording's fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. We're like five figure sums down in the hole. So mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's an investment first and foremost. But you know, it just happens to be that my my dad happens to run the best studio in the city by far. Of course. So so and it's not it's not even me bragging like. The rest of the guys are going through like digital, digital whatever as MacBooks while we're having an SSL. So it's really that big a difference. And hey, if he if he can get the clients to support the air conditioning bill and the light bulbs to maintain an SSL, <laughs> then exactly power to him. Uh, but it's I mean, a, it's a merciless business, man. It's I mean, I've been there. 
the uh, the uh, what do you call tarkama? The uh, the room where's the console itself? Like it's yeah, hot. like a control room. Your control room. Thanks. It's like the it's like a sauna. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, well, yeah, you need to have the thing air-conditioned because it's a living, breathing behemoth of uh, analog light bulbs. Uh, yeah, and it's the latest, the late, the final, uh, it's not duality, but it's J9000, so it's pretty fucking big. And it heats really? up the room. Yes. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's really massive. I mean, and that's why the record, I mean, I hate to toot my own horn, but I'm really proud of this record. It sounds great. Oh, you're tooting it. You toot that horn, baby. And um, I'm really (laughs) proud of it because of that. I mean, we've got the best gear possible, and we spent a lot of money doing that. But I hope, I sincerely hope that we'll earn it it back one day, some way or another. Mm -hmm. Because I I love doing this. It's my uh, life's work. And I know it's like, you know, I'm an artist. It's my life's work. But... I'm trying to be as sincere about it as possible. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Now, you mentioned it was a bumpy road making this record. And I yep. can't imagine, unless like in the middle of being on this SSL console, light bulbs were going out. And you're like, oh, I got to go find a new light bulb. <laughs> and then you can't because nobody makes them anymore. And then it's like, oh, but I don't know if I'm muting the track or not. Was that the bumpy road or like what? What happened? Well, with- partitionally, <laughs> yes. But luckily, luckily, the guys at SSL, like... It's a really difficult company to get a hold of, but they seem to treat you pretty well once you've complained enough. Mm-hmm. So Dad's got his contact over there. But the biggest problem was uh, actually with our personal lives because it was a really difficult time uh, for all of us in our own ways. The band was nearly at, at a breaking point, and we had a lot of internal internal turmoil. You know, for example, the keyboardist left. He's a I'm not. I have to admit that I'm not the nicest man in the world. Even though I'm like, we get along well like this, but I'm really demanding and I'm really serious about what we do. So I tend to have this a bit of a Paul Stanley syndrome, if you will. And sometimes I get meaner than I intend to get, Uh. and I burn a lot of bridges that way. But I'm, you know, most of the people that this has happened to, we've patched up since, and you know, everything's okay. But you know. Life's well, difficult. Most of the people that have that have that have hap- I've happened to. That's what I'm looking for in English. I believe is most of the people <laughs> that I have happened to were okay now. That's fantastic. Okay, so there was a bit of crisis of faith in there, and then how did so you guys recorded the album? How did Wormhole Death get involved in the picture? Uh, pretty late, to be honest. I mean, we They're Italian. Originally- yeah, they're Italian. Yeah, they're going to show up late. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's on time for I, them, but because you're finished and you show up 20 minutes early, it's going to be late. Depends on the fin. I'm never on time. Oh, man. Never. Usually when I chat with Finnish people, I'm like, I know that if I contact them like 20 minutes before, they're ready. And it's it's great. Me and my drummer were like, I mean, we, I'm sorry. We, me and my brother are like... Uh, are like night night and day. My brother's a bass player. I mean, he's like oh, yeah. this super super punctual, super conservative, like quiet. Your your typical Finn. Okay. But Perfect. I'm yes. like the talkative. I mean, I actually wanted our screamer to join me in this interview because I hate being the sole spokesman because I think it's bad for image to have the guitar player doing all the press. I don't know why. Call me hmm. superficial, but it's just it bothers me. Okay. Unfortunately, he was sick. 
Point being, um, COVID. <clears throat> sorry, no, 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 COVID. Thank God. Okay. Uh, here in Oulu, we're doing pretty well. We don't. It's. I mean, it's serious, of course, and people are scared, but it's nothing to be like deathly afraid of. Okay, get it, deathly be afraid that, of. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a similar panic like it could be in the United States or you know Sweden or whatever. Those, those Swedes. Oh yeah, well, baby, those Swedes flying on their but, pink I, clouds and they're always happy. Yeah, it's it's weird because we're so close but we're so different. So far away. Which, which it's a great song by the way. Love stabbing westward. Absolutely love it. Wow, I'm so glad you brought up stabbing westward. Yeah, it's. A, I mean, Christopher Hall's music's been a huge influence to me ever since I was like, I mean, I was like 12, which is relatively late. It was 2007, I think. Oh, yeah. When they, I were, they were done by then. They were like 97, 98. Yeah, I, I, I know. But I, I like saw this really bad Tekken anime movie. And there was this uh, shower shower scene where Anna Williams is washing herself, and you bear you almost see everything, and you hear "Save Yourself." I was like, "What the fuck is this song? I love it!" And I had to find a band, and then I got into stabbing and the dreaming and stuff like that. And then I found out the LA scene, and I, I had a major LA phase at one point. I think you're still going I, through it, Nikki. <laughs> well, I mean, is eyeliner still a thing? You know, in Finland, or is you? Uh, is what is what's still a thing? The eyeliner is the eyeliner still a thing in Finland? No, I, I, yeah, I didn't think so. I mean, uh, it's just that um, you know, old habits die hard. And, That's right. <laughs> uh, I started try. I started messing out with. I was way worse back in the day. I had my tranny years when I was like before I was like doing anything noteworthy. Um, I was doing like black nail polish and stuff like that. Like. A poor man's Alexi Laiho thing. And I had like a gorgeous long black hair, but then, you know, uh, some health issues came along and I had to cut my hair. But, oh. Uh, no, I mean, nothing major. It's all in control now. But, yeah. COVID? Yeah, I'm not dying anytime soon. But, good. <laughs> but I mean, I had to like get a brain surgery and stuff. So, oh. Well, I'm glad yeah. you are here, COVID free, and I'm speculating cancer free. Uh, well, can you ever be cancer free really i mean it, it, it it's a it's a kind of a cancer that doesn't really uh ever heal i mean it can always return but if i'm lucky it doesn't mm-hmm. okay yeah. now we were chatting with uh or chatting about wormhole death and how they got involved so did you guys oh yeah did you guys have the record recorded and then you shopped around or what what happened how did they get involved sorry i got totally sidetracked it's okay uh, Blame ADHD. <laughs> um, That's why I'm here, yeah. baby. We uh, <clears throat> we were doing um, we we had to, we had record the uh, album by the end of May, I think, last year, and then we we originally planned to release it by ourselves, but <clears throat> the uh, financial costs were so huge that we we figured we should try sending it to different labels anyway, because you know. Uh, you don't want to lose any more money than you already have. I, I don't exactly know the costs, but as I've said before, it was a lot. And we um, we started contacting a few record labels via the service called Submit Hub, but 
as you can imagine, that failed miserably. Uh, I sent emails to Cleopatra, Metropolis, The End, uh, then a few Finnish labels, like you name it. None of them replied, and the ones that even did said, no, thank you, you suck, go away. Wow. And then, I'm going to have a conversation with the people that I know at the best Finnish record label in the whole Finnish world. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was pretty much our uh, approach to it because we were – I mean we were confident about the record mm-hmm. but we weren't so confident about our abilities to market it, which right. was a wise decision because uh, to be honest, Wormhole Death has had a major impact especially on press. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wormhole Death actually was a like, kind of a last-ditch last effort because <laughs> – I mean, with all due respect to the guys at Wormhole Death, love you to death, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to be completely honest, it was a last ditch effort. Oh, I mean, we were like, oh, this looks like a small label. Like, what are we gonna, what are we ever gonna get via this? Nothing probably. Well, well, well fuck it, let's do it. Let's do and, it. Yeah, they liked it, and they were like, hey, we wanna, we wanna make a deal with you, and. We, we we considered a bit at first because, you know, as the story goes, you first get ignored and then a few labels with actual ears start contacting you. And then this Japanese label contact, contacted us too and then uh, a few others. But Wormhole Death was the best option out of them uh, deal-wise. So we went with them and uh, the rest is history. They've been like really great at promoting us in Europe and I, I, apparently in Canada do too because you're doing this interview with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, Nat and Carla for years. <clears throat> they were one of the first labels to start working with me, and the first label actually ever to start working with me is Inverse. So I oh. I do have a deep relationship. I'm I'm deep into the into the Finnish, uh, whatever you call that, um, band music scene, what have you. But um, yeah, no wormhole. Uh, I've worked with you for a very long time, and they're great people. And they do they do get that that uh, what do you call that? I don't know. Some people look at them and they go, oh, I don't know. They're such a small label. Like, well, hey, you're a small band, and you have a lot to learn still. And so before you go shooting your hoops for nuclear blast, um, yeah, maybe you should humble a bit. <laughs> And yeah, I, I mean, I agree. But I mean, as you probably can imagine, bands tend to have a lot of uh, here in Finland. We have a saying like have urine in your, up your head. And <clears throat> I think that's a typical symptom of being a musician. Like, oh, yeah. it happens. Oh, it I does. Mean, and I, I mean, I have to admit that I, for one, am a bit of a bit of a PP head myself at times. I mean, no. I try to be as pleasant about it as I possibly can. But <laughs> I'm a pleasant you know, PP head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in all honesty, like assholeism is a bit of a, a bit of symptom of the oh, no. profession, if you will. Okay. Even though I'm not really making any money at the point. No. Cool. So we just dropped like I don't know. I'm gonna put throw out a number thirty thousand euro on this record. We've signed with Wormhole Death. Um, how is it going? Because you can't do the traditional stuff. Because you guys said that you had recorded it by mid last year. Um, and then obviously going into this year, I'm just going to say that this year is probably going to be a lot like last year. Maybe by the end of the year, there might be some touring available in in some select areas, but what's the plan, I guess, for 2021? Um, 
funny that you asked. We just did a, did a live stream or a dead stream, if you will, recently. Uh, it's coming out in four days, I think, on YouTube. And um, <clears throat> I think that's the strategy we're going for this year because gigs are out of the question here too. So uh, you got to stream a lot. You got to create content for, for the few people that might actually want to see you and promote the record uh, in a more vocal way, like putting yourself out there, I, I suppose. Uh, when it comes to touring, I really, really, really hope that the situation improves by by the summer or maybe late summer because I've noticed a major surge, or at least by our standards, a major surge in uh, popularity in Russia, South America, and here in Finland too, to some extent. So maybe we could, it's, it's a realistic idea, financially speaking, to uh, maybe do a few shows here in Finland, then vis visit the biggest cities in Russia, uh, I mean the western side of Ural, and maybe come back home. Something like that. It would be great. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, South America and, uh, for example, our biggest uh, countries at the moment are Mexico and Brazil. They're currently out of our league, but, you know, never say never. That's right. You can go to Mexico City and get some tacos and then go to <laughs> I Brazil. love that. I mean, my, my stepmother is from uh, Montevideo, Uruguay, so um, oh. it would be a... Fantastic. I've never been there myself. I've always wanted to go there, but it's so expensive that it's not possible. So, you know, I'd love an excuse to visit. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I mean, I, I, and I've met some of the relatives from there. And, you know, Uruguayans are really nice people compared to us Finns. We're dicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Okay. Well, Nikki, we chatted about the new record. We chatted about the recording of the record, what went into creating it. Uh, we chatted about a lot of really good stuff here. Uh, that, I mean, we could go for days. However, I've got a full day today. I've got uh, seven more interviews after this. You were my number one, and I want you to remember that. Ooh, yeah, you're doing – yeah. Okay. you got a lot of job to do. I do. Uh, so unless there's anything else that you wanted to bring up specifically, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Um, I think – I, I think I'll just, you know, thank for this opportunity and, you know, th thank the viewers. It's been a great experience and I uh, really enjoyed the sitting. I wish it could be longer, but, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for having me, John. It's been a great pleasure. You're welcome.